0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello,
2: and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. I am sitting here with Chris Payne. Hey, what's up? And Adele
1: Platin.
2: Hi. Adele is new to Billboard as well as new to the podcast. So, welcome.
1: It feels like a rite of passage right now. And
2: I realized as I said your last name, I was like, I hope that's how it's pronounced.
1: Platon, like Platon. Platonic. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh,
2: all right. Start over. Uh, no, Platon. Got it. All right. Like Platonic. That's as history. long as you
1: remember that there's an extra L in my name, because I mean, I'm becoming like the second Adele at Billboard right So, now.
2: yeah, we should probably get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Are you named after Adele?
1: No, I am not. She's actually older than me by a year, so she came first. So, okay. My mom had no idea who she was when I was born. <laughs> no. She literally picked my name out of a baby book. Oh. And what about Rachel wisdom.
0: Rachel Platten? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no relation. No relation. We'll,
2: we're gonna have to fact check
1: that I'm not sure to buy it
0: um, I was gonna say though Adele When you were mic checking Are you like a singer? Because it sounds like you got some You got some I love to break there.
1: out into song on occasion But I'm not gonna be putting out an album anytime soon
0: Do okay. you, Is it really
2: ge- Okay sorry We really are gonna get the podcast in a second But did it like ruin your life When Adele became famous? Was everyone No just- it made
1: life much more beautiful <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's an honor to share a name with Adele Even if I don't have any Grammys
2: That's fair. Yet.
1: See, I was getting all tongue-tied there.
2: Um, All right. Well, let's let's talk about a song. So this week, what are we talking about? Um, I'm going to start with one of mine. And this is a Coldplay song called Adventure of a Lifetime. Um, It's been a while since we've talked about Coldplay. I feel like since their last album, which was over a year ago. And, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a huge Coldplay fan. I thought Yellow was really lame. I remember when that first dropped. Wow, you're taking it way back. Uh, Very yeah, way back. I'm, I remember that video. That old. I remember. Remember uh, that video. I liked A Rush of Blood to the Head a lot. I thought that was a really solid album. But then, like, pretty much everything after that, to be <laughs> honest, I was like, just too soft rock for me. Like, and I don't think, like, I think it's good. Like, I understand why people like them. It's just not my thing. It's just like a sound that doesn't not your do much cup of tea. for me. That being said, I'm actually pretty impressed with this new Coldplay song, Adventure of a Lifetime because it it's different. I mean, it is soft still. Like this is not a hard rocker, but it's a newish direction for a Coldplay. Like it's kind of funky and spacey. It's you know, it's like this is something that I mean, and this is coming from someone who doesn't listen to a ton of Coldplay, but it does sound like they're branching out a bit that being said it sounds like they're branching out into a pretty mainstream top 40 sound like this isn't like an obscure or like really that groundbreaking thing they're doing like you can imagine like this being you know like them just sitting in the studio being like so what rock song can we make that's like going to make it to the radio and be like "Eh, this sounds like one um but it's good like it's really fun and catchy and I think pretty memorable what, what did you guys think about it
1: you know without consulting Google I listened to the production and I was like this could be something that Pharrell probably did mm-hmm. and then I realized that it was by um, a production duo from Norway called Stargate and they've done you know me being a hip-hop R&B head they've done everything for you know Rihanna Beyonce Neo and to have them you know collaborate with Coldplay on this it's it, it was it was quite a surprise but I actually really dig the song what do you think C?
0: yeah when I heard it I thought it sounded like kind of a light rock version of I Can't Feel My Face Hmm. the bass line is very reminiscent of that and uh, yeah it's it's like with their singles and their like their last two albums Coldplay were in this dancey territory Um, they've experimented with like kind of beats dropping and stuff like that before, you know, they're staying, you know, they're trying to stay of the moment and they're doing that with this again. But I like this more than their, their past singles. I think it's got some charisma. Um, they can be kind of a boring, lacking charisma kind of band, but you know what? For their, it's their farewell album. I think this is a good lead single for them. Is it confirmed that it's their farewell album or is that like, oh, wow. So So they're
1: trying to get people to report to the dance floor, basically, for their last hurrah. Yeah.
2: Um, Go out dancing. Um, One thing I will say, I do have to, like, smirk a little bit at Coldplay. So I was listening to, I think it was a Beats 1 interview with Chris Martin. And he was explaining that he wanted, he, like, told their lead guitarist, whose name, of course, I don't remember, to, like, come up with a riff reminiscent of Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. And this is what he came up with, which is just... It just is funny because not this that is... different, though. But this is, like... Guns N' Roses is, like, you know, an ass-kicking Sunset Strip <laughs> band. And this is, like, totally the Coldplay version of that song. Like, <laughs> the lightest, like... Ready for a Walgreens like background noise? Yeah! Sort of wow! Thing. Yeah, that's gonna, it, that's pretty spot some on. <laughs> Duane, some Dwayne,
0: some Dwayne Reed, some CVS. hmm
2: Any one of those, right? They're all owned by the same person now. I think. Right. At you know, it's <laughs> like, of the person, whoever owns them like just bought i think rite aid and now they're all under the same umbrella so
0: when you're walking down the tissue aisle we got some some one republic some of that mm-hmm. come in some uh, maroon five sugar and i drop this coldplay song yeah. in between
1: those Maroon five sugar is best for the like the candy aisles next. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah boom um
2: all right well let's let's listen to a little bit of it uh it's coldplay new song adventure of a lifetime from what is the album called
1: a head full of dreams. A head full of
2: dreams. That is a
1: very Coldplay title. <laughs> Coldplay
2: title. <laughs> All right, let's let's listen to that.
1: All right,
0: that's
2: the new Coldplay. Uh, let's switch gears to Ellie Goulding. So this is a Chris Pick song is called Around You. Uh, and actually, well, here, Chris, you, you say what you're into about this song.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I gave the Ellie Goulding album a listen over the weekend. It just dropped this past Friday. And, uh, I really enjoy, have enjoyed her stuff in the past. I was kind of afraid though, that she was maybe going to go more and more just into kind of like kind of generic EDM pop territory I was afraid as she was getting popular she'd kind of lose a little bit of what made her interesting on her first two albums but I was very pleasantly surprised by the album all the way through it's a really long album there's maybe like 15 16 tracks on it this one Around You is not a single right now and it's as far as I know it's not planned as a single it's just a new album cut that we heard for the first time this past week when the album dropped and this was my favorite one on the album when I listened to it the first time. It really impressed me because it's it's catchy all the way through. It's got the hooks and there's like a key chain or a, a time change towards the end of the song that really caught me and I was like, "All right, Ellie Goulding, you're you're keeping it interesting here."
1: What I love about Ellie is that, you know, even though she has her lane in dance and in pop, I still feel like the soul and like kind of like the R&B influences and then when I listened to Around You, it was like peak school girl crush music, you know? I was like, I remember feeling like those same butterflies as well. So I really dug it.
2: And you, Adele, are going to interview her in like an hour, an hour. basically. I know. So. so I
1: can definitely ask her about that for you, Chris, or any cool. questions that you may ask.
0: Yeah, actually, I interviewed Ellie Golding like, before I was on staff at, at Billboard, like when i was freelancing it was like my first pop star like big interview and she was awesome so like that's a lot of the reason why i still like ellie golden because like i had that moment but she's <laughs> she's very friendly she's she's good well, i interviewed interview. her
2: once too so
0: oh nice.
2: <laughs> welcome to the club no uh yeah but of course by the time this podcast goes up the interview will probably be up online so keep an eye out for that yes please um yeah i mean i i'll be honest i kind of what I'll echo what you were saying, C-Pain. I, I haven't listened to the full album, and kind of because I'm a little nervous, I guess, I didn't like the Fifty Shades song. I thought that was like kind of generic, and I was worried that with her like switch to pop and like the Taylor Swift squad, she was kind of going for the more like radio top ten than like being interesting, which I like did like her first two albums.
0: She's more like that. She was, at least, when she started on that alternative pop kick. She was right. a part of that movement.
2: Um, but I like the song a lot um, It's nice It is like a pop update to her sound But it's it's interesting And like you said There's that kind of like Thing that throws you for a loop at the end So I am going to give the album a chance I'm intrigued to listen to Delirium But yeah also it's like an hour And that's another thing Where it's like Oof You know that's An hour is like a big commitment for an album yeah, I'm a re- strict believer yeah. Especially in, like in this 40, day and age right. You know Some, Something about that extra 15-20 minutes You're just like God no, you totally. You really need to do that.
0: Trust me, like, I approached this album, like, what I was saying was, like, yeah, she, like, Berm was a catchy song, and it did well, but I could see her going more to that, like, eh, that kind of generic side. And, like, it dropped the same day that the Grimes album dropped, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, the day after listening to Grimes, I was, like, all right, I'm going to give this Ellie Goulding album a try. And I was, like, oh, man, if this is, like, kind of, like, by the numbers, generic, I'm going to be unhappy after hearing that Grimes. But, no, it's worth it.
2: All right. It's worth it. it's that sea pain on a plane endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's listen to some of its Ellie Goulding song is called Around You. Oh, I- All right, that's the new Ellie from her album *Delirium*. Um, next, let's go with Adele's first podcast pick. Uh, it's the new Erica Badu song called "Phone Down."
1: Uh, because I love Drake's "Hotline Bling" so much, and still can't get that out of my head. I love that Erica Badu came swooping in with a song where she's telling everybody, "Please put your phone down," or "I can make <laughs> you put your phone down." Um, you know, I just think it's 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 badu like you know just really feeling comfortable like she's a social media queen right now and um she knows what gets the internet going and um i just i just can't wait to hear her upcoming mixtape uh, i think it's like you can't use my phone
2: something like that yeah, yeah.
1: so i'm excited to and it's, it's supposedly all about phone songs so i'm <laughs> <laughs> even more intrigued to see what she cooks up
2: a phone filled album or mixtape or my- i guess um yeah, no, I I love this song. And like I think it's kind of strange for like Erica Badu in 2015 that like this is so immediately catchy. Like I'm used to thinking of her as more at, at least lately kind of like a more challenging listen, but this is like like Drake. Like it's the second you hear it, you're like, "Wow, this is really catchy." And I feel like it would it will convert new listeners in a way that a lot of Erica Badu material maybe necessarily like might require more you know, like attention, like this is immediate, like you listen to it, it's like, this is really catchy. And the whole idea of like, I'm so sexy, I'll make you put your phone down is like a cool thing. Um, Yeah, I I first heard it when she did, I follow her on Periscope, or I don't know how Periscope, if you call it following or whatever you do on Periscope, but she like Periscoped this song with, she called it a live music video. But it was really just her driving in a car. Someone was driving which her, which I feel was brilliant. I mean, slowly. she could
1: have just put a SoundCloud link instead of presenting it in that way. But you know, Periscope is like starting to be the way for a lot of artists, and I'm glad that Badu used that platform to really push out the song. Yeah,
2: you're right. She's become really like social media savvy.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Um, and, you know, follow Billboard on Periscope, right, guys? Yes. Definitely. Plug for Pretty Billboard. Uh,
0: <laughs> what, what do you think about this song, Chris? So in, in the the SoundCloud, there's a little caption, it's like, to Aubrey. So I'm wondering, what's the connection?
1: I mean, she did this uh, interview with Fader where she was like saying that she wanted her more her material to sort of be on the same wavelength or frequency as Drake's. I- she mm. considers him like a little brother, um, so I guess that's the influence there when your little brother is influencing your music. But um, you know, I still think it's Badu though. I mean, sure, it has like the drizzy touch um, in terms of it being about a phone and you know using a voicemail, but. Um, I, I really, really do think that this song is, is a standout.
0: Yeah, the beat reminded me a little bit of "Started from the Bottom." It was like I could just sort of close my eyes, and if you take out the the vocals and just sort of put the songs over each other, and it's like the same vibe taking you through the same tempo. The beat, kind of, kind of not overwhelming, just laying low. That
1: kind of vibe. I can see you going that route. Um, you know, I just feel like Drake has had a really big hand in a lot of the R&B and rap that we're hearing right now. Um, but I don't think that the entire project that she's going to put out is going to be like, oh, this is Drake-influenced, and that is Drake-influenced. You know, she's really, you know, going to take a big step in, in you know, just transforming, you know, what her art has been considered by a lot of her, like, day-one fans.
2: Right. Well, let's give a listen to it. So it's Erica Badu Phone down uh, from an upcoming mixtape whose name we sort of remember. <laughs> so uh, And that's coming over <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. So here it is, Phone Down. I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. All right, that's the new Badu. Uh, next, let's. So we already kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, Chris already kind of spoiled it, but let's. So my pick. Other quick, trying to lead into You it, were trying right? to lead in. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the new. Okay, so Grimes. We talked about. Was it last week or two weeks ago? It
0: was two weeks ago. Two
2: weeks ago. Okay, so we talked about the Grimes song "Flesh Without Blood" and said how much we liked it. And I said that I was into it, but a little nervous. I'm gonna sound like I'm saying the same thing as Ellie Goulding, but like, <laughs> I was I liked it, but I was like, oh, this is a pretty like kind of commercially produced sound for Grimes, and I was a little nervous the album was gonna like follow that same path and just kind of like lose the weirdness of her earlier stuff. Um, so when to circle back to that, I mean, now that the album is out, Art Angels in full, I've listened to it many times. I'm so happy with it. Like, I just love it. It makes life more fun. Um, and it's just, like, so, like, it, and it makes, anyways, so, the point is, the song I chose, Grimes, Kill Versus Mame, um, and Which this song... is an
1: awesome title on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: I feel like this song kind of, like, encapsulates what's so great about the album and her, it's, like, it, it's, like, so catchy in parts, and then, like, so out there in other moments, and it's also just, like, kind of all over the place, like schizophrenic like within one I think four minute song like it really covers different melodies there's a part where she's doing like sing-song playground taunts and there's a part where she's screaming um but it's also like seriously catchy like it's very poppy and uh like compelling so it I don't know the whole album is like that like it goes back and forth between uh, like, California is really sweet and melodic. And then the next song, Aristophanes, or it's not called Aristophanes, it's called Scream. That's the, that's the guest with, on with it. With guest Aristophanes has, uh, uh, well, a ton of screaming and then, like, a really sick bass line. Like, it's just, like, all over the place in the best possible way. Uh, so now that I've rambled about that, what do you guys think about
1: I mean, it's a serious desk jam. I had, you know, my, my toe was tapping the entire time while listening to it. Um, I feel like, you know, it was just Grimes having fun. Um, And it really shows uh, when you listen to it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting the role the guitar plays in this album and the song, because there really wasn't any guitar in her last album, Visions. Mm -hmm. But this, it kind of has guitar tone from the sound of what you'd hear on, like, early 2000s, like, radio rock. Hmm. And I say that in a good way because she pulls it off on this song it's so catchy so melodic it all fits together somehow but what I just said I think if someone just heard that without hearing the song they'd be like no way that's gonna be whack but she does it <laughs> when you say radio like are you think what bands are you thinking of I'm thinking of like uh like a breaking Benjamin or like three days grace or Hoobastank. like that kind of like nice. hard Hoobastank. rock on the radio like the the, the way the guitar like the guitars are mixed mm-hmm.
2: Maybe a tone. little Nickelback,
0: fellow Canadians. Maybe even nickelback. that. It, yeah, it's like it's that loud, accessible kind of like post-grungy guitar sound. Right. That's like what I hear on that, and but like it's other, still a pop song. Yeah, right? it's it's like she takes something like that, which most people would think is whack, and puts it in this different place where it just works, and you don't even r- realize it unless you like really look for it. Nice. I like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a good album.
2: Like I'm just so pleased with it. Weren't you saying it's like your favorite of the year? Thus yeah, far? I think it is.
0: I think it is. All right, don't quote I'm him on positive, that people.
2: But, but the jury's still out, but Chris is leaning heavily toward <laughs> 2015
1: album of
0: the year.
2: Yeah. So uh okay, so let's listen to Kill versus Mame from Grimes' new album, Art Angels. All right, that's some new Grimes. Uh, Next up, let's do some Puff Daddy, featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Jizzle. Gizzle?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Gizzle. It is Jizzle. It is Jizzle. That's that's an awkward name. So it was hard for me because I've been listening to um, MMM (laughs) Puff Daddy's latest mixtape nonstop since it came out last week. Um, I just picked "You Can't Be My Lover" because I really do feel like Ty Dolla Sign is really. You know pushing out these great melodic tracks especially if you listen to um the recent collaboration he did with brandy kendrick lamar um fauntleroy called la Mm -hmm. um but there's just something about his vocals on this that sound Babyface-ish. Like, I saw this video that Diddy presented at the preview event for MMM, and, you know, he, he really takes his time in the way that he sings certain things. Like, it may seem like he's doing it off the cuff, but every every high note or every riff in his voice, it just... It's it's planned. Yeah,
2: he seems really um like a consummate, like, craftsman, Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, obviously, Puff Daddy is. I'm not... <clears throat> the world's like biggest Puff Daddy fan, (laughs) Um, you know, like, I mean, just like from the 90s, I was always like,
1: I mean, being raised in New York, I have to give so much love to Puff, which is why I may be a little biased. Right. I mean, you know, the album as a whole, that's why it was really hard to just pick one because it's been stuck in my head all the time. But like he has so many different features on there. But I do think that he's bringing that New York sound back to hip hop, which is what we need because we're being killed by the West Coast at this (laughs) point and, and the South. Um, so it was just great to hear, you know, Puff Daddy really creating this sound that sounds like the East Coast in 2015.
0: Cool. Although, in in the beat a little bit, I thought I heard some G-Funk. What do you think?
1: Um, I did a little bit, too, which is why I guess, like, the funky grooves and, like, the bass line, it all just worked together. And it was, I guess that song was... Um, it sounded different from the rest of the project where it was like heavy bars and, mm. you know, gritty New York beats. Um, but this one was just like, you know, something that you can put on while you're cleaning the house and really dance to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really fun. Like, I'm surprised. How, I don't know if we say the song. Oh, yeah, you said You, you Can't Be My Lover is mm-hmm. the name. I'm surprised, like, how much I like it. And I think, like, I don't know about G-Funk. It reminds me, like, maybe more of, like, Prince, like, 80s funk. Yeah. Okay. Um, not that, that those could be are like too. radically separate, mm-hmm. but you know, like somewhat different. A, a
0: Minnesota, a mid, more Midwestern kind of funk.
2: Uptown funk, you funk, we call it. Okay. Um,
1: hey, yeah. He's from Harlem, so if you're talking about that uptown, then sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> talking about Prince's uptown. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, it's like, it's really fun. I'm surprised how much I like it. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool that you like Puff Daddy though, because Jason was such, Jason Lipschutz, uh, R.I.P., was such a big Diddy supporter on this podcast, was constantly talking about how good Diddy Dirty Money was. <laughs> Only person on earth I've ever Dirty heard Dirty Money era Diddy was that,
1: great, but... though. It was a moment. It was a moment. I still, you know, I still listen to Last Train to Paris. In Paris? Last Train to Paris. See? I don't even know the album. But I still listen to, um, you know, tracks from there.
2: Yeah, well, now we got another big-time Diddy supporter on the podcast. So we just can't escape, you know? <laughs> They lurk and they pop up in the strangest places. No, this Canada's is a really great. you good can't tune, escape though. the puff effect. <laughs> um, anyways, did wait? Sorry, uh, did you you wait in already? Yeah. What am I talking about? All right, let's listen to it then. Puff Daddy featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Jizzle. Uh, you can't be my lover from MMM. Yes. Or mmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Money making Mitch.
2: <laughs> All right, here it is.
0: Chanel on, your
1: glasses. Come on what's house for breakfast sleepless peach speech wake up breathless the club man it's important think i left my soul down there more than a woman she's a moment the mona lisa oh now nah. yeah, yeah 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 girl you've been a bad 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 girl you're giving me sexy eyes
2: all right that's the new ish uh puff daddy next and last let's talk about uh First, I yeah, the first song we've heard from the new Senegal, or is it the yeah, second? Yeah, it's the first,
0: it's her first new album since 2012, it's her, her third, it's so, the first song from it.
2: So, we've got a song called Can't Get Enough of Myself from a new album called 99 Cents and Take It Away Sea Pain.
0: Yeah, so Senegal is a neat, neat artist. The whole uh, album is pretty conceptual. On the album art, she's like kind of posing like she's a toy inside this. This clear plastic bag with all these like little kind of doll, you know, play playtime accessories in it, like clothing and like little like accessory items. It's a, this commentary on how our culture is like disposable, inexpensive, whatever. She was saying um, to Zayn Lowe, debuting the song, like, yeah, I picked ninety nine cents because like I thought that was like a good price to put on like everything. So mm-hmm. whatever. So kind of like. Clowning on our culture a little bit, but anyway, the the track is really catchy. I like the song. I'm not sure I'm like super into it because of just like I don't know. Can a song be too catchy? It kind of sounds totally. Like, it yeah. it, it <laughs> yeah. sounds like yeah. Cotton Eye Joe is evidence <laughs> that a song can be too catchy. I don't know if that's my <laughs> <to its detriment. laughs> if that
1: if that's my brand of catchy, but I'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hopefully this gets Gold on the radio because she really hasn't been a radio artist at any point in her career, and she's definitely had something super worthy of, of getting more play. And also it was just, like, commercials. I feel like if her team is smart, and they're probably trying. She,
2: yeah, she's been in some commercials. Yeah. I feel like I hear Go in both commercials and on, like, reality shows in the background and stuff. Because, um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, that sync money is, is yeah. where you're going to...
0: Yeah, this song with, like, that whistly hook that kind of sounds like a flute that just kind of holds the whole hook together, like, that needs to be background in some commercials. Mm,
1: and even, like, the name of it, Can't Get Enough of Myself, like, it's so timely. You have Beyonce and Nicki Minaj feeling myself mm-hmm. and, like, Kendrick mm. Lamar's Eye, this whole theme of self-love, I, you know, I love that it's it's becoming more prominent in music, especially mainstream music, so I think it was a smart move on her end, and, you know, she... she delivers it in a way that doesn't feel narcissistic like we're all going to start saying I can't get enough of myself because of Santa gold
2: yeah I didn't think of that you're right though this like totally goes with the whole like 2015 self-love anthem thing um do you think there's gonna be a backlash like 2016 year of self-hate self-loathing oh please no (laughs) please no um yeah I mean I I guess I agree with you Chris I like it it's catchy I'm not sure if like I want a full album of this like I guess I, I'm I'm my I like like it, but I'm not sure like what this speaks to for a full album. I feel like this is like totally a single, and I'm guessing the rest of the record is gonna sound like somewhat different. Also, because it's like really throwback, like which Santa Gold typically isn't. Like this reminds me a lot of um the Tom Tom Club, the Talking Heads side project from the '80s, and you know like '80s is like also modern sound now because everyone's like yeah r- lifting from Bring the '80s, back. but uh. Still, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I'm not totally in love with it though, but I really like her. She puts on like the best live show. Mm
1: -hmm. I saw her at Made in America, and then there was that random moment where she brought out McConan first. That's awesome. And I was like, all right, whatever whatever Santa Gold wants, she does. So (laughs)
2: that's. I'm jealous of that. She didn't bring out Maconi when I saw her. But, anyways. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's give a listen to that. So, Santa Gold, Can't Get Enough of Myself from the forthcoming 99 cents, which I don't think has released yet. It's it? out in January. Just kidding. It's, it's out in January. January. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Alright, that's the new Santa Gold. And that's what we got uh for you guys this week. So thank you, CPane, for joining us. Yeah, anytime. And thanks Adele for making your podcast debut. I survived. For everyone uh listening, that's Adele with two L's. Very important that
1: you know Zero that. Grammys. Thank Zero you. Zero
2: Grammys <laughs> and two L. That should be your like Twitter about me.
1: Uh, it was. Oh. And then I changed that's-
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, change it back. Thank you for
1: having me, guys.
2: Um anyways, yeah, and thanks for listening. And if you have any recommendations, Please tweet them at us. So yeah, next week we'll probably be talking about now that when those uh, Bieber and One D albums drop, some of those some hot tracks from that. So
1: and also more Puff Daddy. (laughs) Jk, Jk. No,
2: Uh, no, but we will be talking about Diddy Dirty Money's album, start to finish, track by track. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) stick around for that. All right, uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time.